This is Meet the Movie Press. It's the 21st of June 2018. Coming up on the show today, Zemeckis, The Witch's Remake, Star Wars spin-offs on hold and remake Last Jedi, question mark? And we forgot about Gotti. And they're really, really pissed. Plus the box office Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and the week's big trailers. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. Like I said, this is Meet the Movie Press. It is June the 21st, 2018. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ShowbizSimon. There's also a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And joining me as usual now, uh, Scott and Dimitri. Dimitri, who are you? Where hey can there. we find you? I'm old Dimitri Panos. Hello, movie fans. Hey, folks. Hello. Good to see everybody Good to again. be back again this week. Uh, it's fantastic yeah. to be back. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I, I also do Anatomy of a Movie. Also part of the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, and then, uh, it's easy for you to say. It's not really. As <laughs> if you can tell, my tongue just gets in the way. What are you, you covering this support. week? This week we are doing Incredibles 2 oh. and Tag. Oh, two yeah. yeah. Two fun movies. Yeah. Two fun movies to talk about. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. I think they're also going to do uh, Adrift. Some people are going to talk a little bit about Adrift. Oh. So I couldn't, I didn't, I ran out of time and I went Adrift and I couldn't get to If I was to grade that movie, I'd give it a C. Come on, it's, it's not a dick joke. We're taking a step up here. But those are coming. There will be dick jokes, I can guarantee. There will be dick jokes, which is actually a new Coen Brothers movie. Uh, hello, Scott. Hello. Who are you? Good. Where How can are we you? find you? I'm good, man. Uh, so I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter, the other Scott M, because there's too many effing Scots in this industry. Mm-hmm. So that's why. First I'm name effing, Sc- last name Scott. That's right. Yeah. I should be. I should, that's what that's my. Good one. Username should be. Yes. You can find me on Sundays at Black Hollywood Live, right here at Afterbus. And I do a show called Black Tomatoes with Carla Renata. And then you can go to WeLiveEntertainment.com to read my stuff, my written stuff. Yeah, and for those who uh, for those who care, you can support me on Twitter <laughs> at dmovies. I forgot to put that in at dmovies one seven dmovies at dmovies right. one seven zero. I, I googled dmovies. A lot of the stuff that came up wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> no. uh, and also, you have to put the one seven zero one. Ah, uh, okay. And it, it's also there. it's uh, it's it's June the twenty second. Um, Apparently, time moved forwards. Yes, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm living in Thursday. It's okay. Uh, so, but it was lovely. It was. Which is good. <laughs> it was. Okay, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, as usual this week, a huge amount to get through. Uh, let's kick off with Robert Zemeckis uh, going to direct the, the Witches remake. Um, obviously, a lot of us love, grew up with the, yes. uh, the, the movie, uh, which obviously Angelica Huston, iconic role in that movie. Uh, this one is apparently going to be more based on the book than that movie, which is going to be quite nice. So... Uh, let's talk about that. We talked about Arachnophobia last week, another right. great film from around that time, yep. getting a remake, getting an update. What do you think about this one? And what do you think about Bob Zemeckis being in the director's chair? I am excited. Um, if this is news of a remake that I actually can get behind, mm-hmm. because it's Bob Zemeckis, first of all, it's Guillermo del Toro, second of all, yeah. and the material with the two of them together, I feel perfect combo. That's, yeah, I'm very I, short I, and sweet. Yeah, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And if you're going to remake something, that's a perfect movie because I don't think that yeah. movie ever got its due. No, when that. it was released, and not only it was it was darker than mm. what audiences of that time were a little bit used to. I, like they they just but Angelica Houston, you had a great cast, lovable kids um, to watch throughout and to root for. Yeah. And Zemeckis is going to do oh. this. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Zemeckis actually has had a big week news-wise. Really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's had The Witches. Uh, that new trailer of his movie uh, also came out uh, this We're going to be talking about yeah. that later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Later. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. A, that's yeah, what we call a, a throw forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. throwing it, but he's had a good week. Thank God, you know he's, yeah. he's worthy. And I, I we mentioned um, Guillermo del Toro. Obviously, he's going to be producing this, which yes. is great. Um, now, Bob Zemeckis, I've been, I'm a really big fan of a lot of his fantasy work. Um, the stuff that is sort of less less based in in reality, less true story stuff. Um, I've been itching for him to do something like this for for quite a while. I didn't know it was going to be this particular project, but it's a really good feel for me. But I think the original, as you were saying, it kind of came at a really interesting time in cinema where it was darker. And occasionally we would get movies that were 
open to the family audience, but they had that little bit of adult material. Two that sort of come to mind are uh, Return to Oz, yeah. um, Dark Crystal was mm-hmm, another one. Mm-hmm. Even Labyrinth, oh. to a certain extent, yeah. was one. You know, it was kind of... And audiences, sometimes they got on board and appreciated they sometimes it, it in, yeah. and sometimes they didn't. Um, it's always... I mean, actually, Labyrinth was not a massive success. That only spent one week in the box office top ten and then mm-hmm. dropped out. I was having a conversation this with Brian Henson about really that This movie did really bad at the box office. Only yeah. 15 million. Yeah, it really was not a, it really was no. not a hit. But over the years, it's, it's gained this status. So I think it's, I think it's really... Um, it's a really good choice for director. Yes. Really good choice for a producer. Um, Guillermo, certainly in the industry, is very much... I mean, I've never considered him to really be off the boil. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly he's back in favor in the industry in a big way yeah. troll hunters on netflix doing phenomenally oh, yeah, well yeah. obviously you know fresh off shape of water also, so i'm really interested to see yes anthony simon sorry uh, no, that's also, fine. real quick i just wanted to mention that he's also uh del toro is also uh, co-producing alongside with uh, alfonso cuaron ah so it's both of them yeah, yeah not to mention that uh fox searchlight deal which right. yeah hopefully is still yeah, going it's gonna turn on up some really interesting stuff yeah so, I mean, this to me was when I saw it, often sometimes your heart sinks a little bit when you see a remake or a reboot. But this is something I'm very interested in. But uh, can I, one yeah, thing sure. too, remember last week we were talking about arachnophobia. Yeah. Oh, yes. Made, right? Yes. This falls under that category because it wasn't a huge success. Mm-hmm. It has a cult of personality of its own, much like arachnophobia did. Yeah. It wasn't a huge mm-hmm. success. So if you're going to remake a movie... Revitalize yes. something that yes. came out. I, I see where you're coming like, from. Like, don't remake a classic. Remake something that people know. Uh, um, Dahl is certainly known as a literary yep. for kids. Uh, you know, he's written all these great books. Mm. So I think this is a perfect remake because not it'll only give resurgence and maybe get people to watch the original and I, I, I also think, I just want to throw this out there, yeah. that I think the budget for this <clears throat> needs to be in check. Yes. Like, I don't think this needs to be, like, a $100 million budget. It needs to be, like, a $30 million which budget was, movie. Which was going to get to sort of where I was, was going to go next, which is we can now do that in this space. We've seen a lot of creativity mm-hmm. within yes. that space. It's a very hot space for a lot of studios. It's relatively low risk, which is which is great. And I think audiences, especially younger audiences, are... I mean, obviously, growing up in the 80s, we saw some pretty fucked up shit oh, in yeah. movies Ooh. and stuff. But... I think now younger audiences are able to handle some of this more ma- more mature content, slightly Absolutely. darker and slightly more cerebral, because they're sort of because of, you know just I just think they've times developed have times have changed. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that it's a really good time to do it. Uh, let's check in on the chat. Uh, Mike is saying yas, which I assume is uh, hello. Yas uh, queen. Yas queen. Um, <laughs> I said I'd never do that again. I did that on the show a couple of months ago, and oops, fuck it, there it was. Uh, Hugh Jennings saying nice, nice here in London. Uh, give my love to London. Give it a good old kiss, kiss on the ass from me. Uh, Miles saying it's the twenty second of June. Yes, uh, I know. I'm a, I'm a moron. Um, that's true. Uh, Sky saying hola. So hola to all of us. Uh, Jack Miller saying, good to see Scott and Dimitri. Um, are you going to be permanent additions now? Well, there may be an announcement on that very, very soon. Uh, a morning uh, from Zayas Bilou. Morning, fam. I'm at work. Morning, fam. Uh, God, I, that really doesn't suit me saying that. Uh, so I won't be in the chat for too long. Zayas, you need to get your shit done. Don't worry about it. Totally understand. Uh, good morning. Jurassic World 2 was very disappointing. We will be talking about that later in the show. Do you see what I did there? That's a throw forward. Yeah, That's nice. yeah, yeah, there you go. Two one one within 10 minutes of yes, the show. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, so uh, lots of stuff going in the chat Rock already. Stars. Uh, Rock let's see what people are saying about witches. Sky Patterson saying Bob Zemeckis. Uh, love that director's work. Can't wait to see what he does with the witches. Hopefully after the witches, maybe a comic book film or not. Yes, Bob has discussed comic book movies over the last couple of years. We There have been a number of rumors, but... But I know he has had conversations about those. So that would not surprise you me. You know it would be a great Bob Zemeckis remake? It would be a remake of one of his old movies, Used Cars. One of the uh, that is a great, yeah. Yeah, that is an underappreciated <laughs> yes. comedy. I love that Seriously. Movie. Bring Kurt Russell back. Make a sequel. Uh, <laughs> Scott Boswell bringing. We're talking about darker movies, sort of being remade, and and you know from that time in the in the seventies and eighties. Um, does anyone remember Disney's The Black Hole? Absolutely, um, mostly forgotten, but yes. has possibilities. Scott, I one hundred percent agree with you in that. There has been talk about remaking Black Hole there quite a few been. times over the years. I I think, and we'll get to this in just a second. Disney might be deciding what they decide to remake and how they place that with sure. certain universes they've got at the moment. Um, but I would very much be open to seeing that. I love that. I have another great Disney. Suggestion for a Disney remake. Okay. Oh, but, yeah. Last Jedi. 
<laughs> Which is what we're going to talk about next. That was nicely done. That's called a seg. That's called a segue. Uh, okay, let's talk about this. We, we cannot... There's a lot of Star Wars stuff this week. Uh, let's first of all talk about the, the future Star Wars story spin-offs are on hold at Lucasfilm. They want to concentrate but on the main they? Star now Wars movies. But are Now there seems well, to be like this yeah. up and down, like they're not... I hope they are, but they're not. I, I don't know. If, obviously, this is a story that came from uh, from Frosty at Collider this week. Yes. So credit where credit's due. Frosty, you know, does his due diligence and he doesn't put stuff out there um, uh, that that is that is sure. n- n- not researched. Right. Like, right. Not researched. So he does his groundwork. Um, from what I'm hearing, um, they are on hold, but this is certainly not something that is dead. Um, Disney are, are doing a reset. They're looking at it again. I think they're, they're obviously with Solo for, for numerous reasons, which we've discussed and some which other people have discussed. It didn't land particularly well. Um, but I don't exactly. think we've seen the last of Star Wars spinoffs. No. Just purely because they're very lucrative. What I think we could see with <clears throat> Star Wars spinoffs is them not being theatrical. And with the launch of the streaming service, perhaps see those move to something like a streaming service. Budgets adjusted, star levels adjusted, that kind of thing. Potentially, we could see that happening in the future. Mm. I don't think they're dead at Disney, but it'd be very interesting to see. Certainly, they are doing a reset on that. When you saw this news this week, were you surprised by that at all? What were your feelings? Um, I was probably one of the few people who are happy by by this news. Okay. Um, what what my hope is for this franchise, just the Star Wars universe in general, is that they become more spaced out, that they feel like event movies again. Yep. As opposed to something that's built up for an entire six months to a year, mm. and then you just grow tired of it. Because the one thing that I think really hurts Star the Star Wars universe mm. is the fans, and the fans have gotten a lot of shit over the last couple of weeks with all their mean-spirited comments on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram attacking stars and whatnot. But I also think that they're the worst because they also promote the hell out of something and they freaking get you so sick about hearing of it. You know, like you're so yeah. sick of hearing of Star Wars six months before the fucking movie comes out yeah. that by the time it comes out, I feel like that level of energy is already gone. And obviously we just recently had the double tap where six months before we just right. had a Star Wars movie, right. which people were still talking about as the home <clears throat> entertainment release was coming out. And then we had Solo. So it was a difficult. It's yeah. a really difficult thing right now because I feel like they bought this franchise. They mm. spent so much money for it. That they're trying to milk it for all it's worth. And, and they're still investing in it because obviously with Star Wars land, you know, they're, if anything, they're doubling down. They're yeah. not pulling back. So. Yeah, and, and I think what they're worried about with that, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because with this not having as much, you know, box office gold behind it, it's yeah. not turning out as much money even overseas. Mm. I think they're worried about the effects that it's going to have on the theme park. If they keep milking this, is people going to just going to get tired it's of it? It's not going to affect it's the not, theme park no. one, one iota. I mean, in fact, right now, Disney is trying to figure out the best way to do their crowd control for mm. next year. They're revamping a lot of their annual passes yep. and the block updates that they have. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, that a lot of this has come yeah. about, well, first and foremost, by the fans. And I don't want to I don't. You can't chastise all of the fans. Mm. There are there are great there ones, are right. really great pure Star Wars fans out yeah. there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but it's these these angry fans who are entitled to believe that Star Wars is made for and only them. Yeah. Period. And if they don't get what they like, they cry, they whine, they hate, they hate really loud, and they hate. They it's 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 such vitriol. I've never read such things, and they are the worst. They are the worst uh, thing for Star Wars. Mm. They're keeping it from going forward. I think that it's a good idea to stop these. You have to remember something else too: the stories that they're coming out with. Yeah, back in the seventies and into the eighties, uh, going into the nineties, these were stories that were, were mostly relegated to novels, mm. uh, comic book type stories. Um, they were they were great if you were a reader because you got great backstory. They were they were fun to read, and now that there's this whole change, a lot of this is well, not a lot of it. It, it is all canon. So I liked Solo. <clears throat> I went in with misgivings. I ended up really enjoying it. I think the movie, yeah. as time goes on, is going to be more appreciated. But I think it's the fans who have stopped 
this. There's got to come to a point where, like a Kathleen Kennedy, a decision has to be made and go, you know what? Let's take a break. Yeah. And you're right. Star Wars, there was something special in the 70s and in the 80s because there was no news. There was nobody, like you, you yeah. didn't have social media where people were screaming out loud and telling people. This is the, the other thing, too, when we talk about this Last Jedi thing. There are websites that say five things that need to happen in the next Star Wars. Oh, movie. yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, no, they well, don't need to happen. I think you also it, brought up a very interesting point that I want to chime in on. And I think we talked about this on a previous show, is that the direction that Disney's going with Star Wars, the Star Wars universe, I feel is very lazy. And I'm just going to be honest and say it because... There was so many books, like you were mentioning, <clears throat> and storylines that they can follow, but they decided not to go that route. And I feel like those that's the route they should have went, because these are stories that people don't know that much about yeah. and can build new fans, as opposed to banking on nostalgia and going back to people like us. Who clearly we love our classics, we love the originals, mm, yeah. and the new, the, you know, the fans nowadays, like the younger fans, probably want to see more of this new franchise that's coming out with these new new actors because they're not as attached to the original trilogy as we were. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah, sure, they were shared and they watched them when they were kids. Yeah. But they want something new to latch on to, something that feels fresh and relevant. Absolutely. And then the new storylines, if they went back to all of this comics and all these books, yeah. there's so much that they could but do. But some of them were silly. Oh, I mean, yeah, have but, but so how, how, much, how much fun would it be if they made like an Ant-Man Star Wars type movie where it was just a fun comedy as opposed <laughs> to... And I think this is what we're going to... I think this is what things like the Disney streaming yeah. service are, are going to open up. It does mean that it's going to allow all of these things to coexist yeah. and they can be TV shows. They can be feature movie. They can be event movies for like yeah. the holidays. They can be companion movies. So you release a big, you know, a movie in theaters, but then also in the holidays, you yes. have something that is a companion piece that mm-hmm. then ends up on the streaming service. So there are lots of things that they can do with regards to the theme parks. Just going back very briefly to that. Um, there are many properties that cars is a really good example. Oh. Cars was not a massive box office hit. It was a hit. It wasn't a massive box office hit. It certainly was one that was derided by critics, and the franchise itself didn't continue to do massively well. However, that has sold more merchandise than any other... Of course. ...any other franchise that Disney has had. It beats Toy Story. Which is amazing to me, right? Which is amazing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if the films don't financially hit the mark at the box office with audiences, then when you create that... If the world you create is enjoyable enough or encompassing enough, then... You will be. I mean, I guarantee that if you got people to name five characters from Star Wars and five characters from Cars, the average person on the street would be able to name five people from Star Wars, mm-hmm. would be able to name two, maybe, from Cars. And yet, hugely popular, big merchandise strand. As far as revenue goes, it's a definite winner it, for Disney. I'm so glad you brought that up. Sorry. But also, I mean, I just want to go to, the, to the, the fan thing. The thing is, a lot of fans forget. And this is, again, with, with not just Star Wars, but also things like we could look at Harry Potter, we can look at, say, Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. The thing is that these movies, obviously, they want to try and please the fans as much as possible, but these movies are not made for the fans. These are made for the general audience, the general guy in the street, or the woman on the street, or the child on the street, who just wants to go, they like Star Wars, they like with an L, don't love they like it and they enjoy going to watch a Star Wars movie because it's about the experience because they like the characters they're not as deeply ingratiated to this and they will bring more money and they're the ones that will probably come back and stay with the franchise mm. and, and feel less aggrieved in either way. They will feel less polarized by any of this. Yeah. So they will go like, that was okay, that wasn't very good but we are, are less likely to be long term affected by a franchise if they find there's an episode that they don't particularly like or a spin-off they don't particularly like, they will come back to it. And I think it's a slightly different thing. So it does upset me when there is this, and we talked about this when we were having breakfast earlier, that there appears to be this element of entitlement and ownership. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can be a fan of something, but you do not own that. It's like if you're a fan of an actor, sometimes people go up to talent and it's like, I made you who you are. No, bitch. (laughs) Their work, their hard fucking work, they appreciate your financial support, but it was them doing countless days, the parents taking them around the country. You don't own, these are not monkeys on strings. This is not a fucking circus. You don't own these franchises. You don't own these actors, characters, directors. And also, how dare 
dare you turn around to some of the greatest filmmakers ever and tell them they're fucking it up? Yeah. 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 You know, Just out of a purely professional it, respect. You could not like a movie, but don't do that. It's right. awful. It's it's terrible and, and it's unwarranted and it's so unnecessary. It is. And, and yeah. just go back to that point. Like the websites, you gotta stop with the five things that need to be answered in the but next blah blah movie. It's, it's clickbait. It's just it's a clickbait. movait. It's, but it's clickbait. You see, that's that's yeah, the world that journalism has come to right now. Journalism. But do you call that clickbait? Because I actually think that these websites take themselves seriously. People will read the article. And I, exactly. Like, I don't even click on it because you. who do you get? No, you don't get to tell me what I think. But everyone wants Star that. Wars everyone movies. wants that. That's the so, problem nowadays is that no one wants to go into anything blind. No one wants to have fun. Everyone wants everything spoiled. Yeah, yeah, I know. Complain I didn't ever complain about it. I know. I know. It makes no opens. freaking sense. Okay, we got but, some but, stuff but, to talk about in the chat, so, so just but, very quick points and <laughs> both of you. You were talking about uh, Star Wars Land, okay? Yeah. Um, and Cars Land. Cars Land, what they did at California That's amazing. is truly amazing. And I can honestly say I'm an annual pass holder for Disney, okay? Yeah. I go to Disney a lot. That Radiator Spring Racers... Literally, yes. I mean, it's yes. gone from being three to four hour wait in line to like an hour and a half. I mean, yes. there's still a long wait to get onto that ride. There's what they did on Route 66. Crazy. Now, Star Wars Land is going to be a little bit different. You know, mm. there's only going to be two rides. OK, but they are going to make it. A it's very, an experience. It's going to be an experience. Yeah. They're going to make it very interactive. Yes. So once you do the Millennium Falcon run. You you're, you're going to be uh, like RFD'd, and the characters will talk to you depending yeah. on oh. how you did on that run. So if you go into a cantina or into a gift shop, it is going to be an experience. They're touting it already. Star Tours, the ride, ends at Star Wars Land. Yeah, at whatever that planet is, I forget yeah, what it is, yeah. but. You know they're doing a good job. They are. They're the, the, the crowd control is going to be insane over there. Yes, it is. I can't wait. But you, um, I mean, you know, look, looking at that and then looking at Harry Potter. I mean, I you know I enjoy the Harry Potter movies. I wouldn't consider myself to be a a Harry Potter diehard fan. But you know what? When I'm there, I have a lovely time, mm -hmm. and it's nice to be in that world. And I have my butter beer, and I chill out, and I'll grab a beer, I'll sit on the patio, and just soak it all in, and then I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> And then that, that's fine. <laughs> and then I leave. But there will be kids and, and adults, and they'll be all wearing their cloaks, and they got their wands, and I'm really fucking happy for them. That's great, though. <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh-huh. But don't piss your pants over it. It's really not that uh, important. You were going to make I just, a, a point. No, I just love what you said earlier about the merchandising. Like, how much of this is... How much does yeah. the pullback of Star Wars mean because this merchandise didn't sell well? I mean, you really have to look at that. But that's happened we, with previous Star Wars right. movies as well, you know? Right. The uh, first three episodes, is that Yeah, I mean, about? but even, even between when the, the original Star Wars movies or even the prequels ended and the, and the new one started, literally, you could not... And this, there's a great little documentary about Star Wars toys on, yep. on Netflix at the moment. And you, they could not... They couldn't give this shit away. I know. They could not give this shit away. And do you know what? The hardcore fans, they weren't buying that stuff either. So let's let's not you know let's not pretend that it's like oh, well hell or high water I'm going to support this with all the money I can give it. There are <laughs> hardcore fans yes. who are fair weather right. financiers too. Yes. Sure, but yes. you know at the end of the day, I mean this whole thing this week about and I I did uh, full disclosure I asked them to come on the show this week I didn't get a response because I wanted to talk to them about it. I'm genuinely curious. I think it's a, a, a crazy idea, but I'm genuinely curious about their mindset behind it. The idea of this fan bid to remake the Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> that's just it's just not going to happen you just have to move on and it's seriously but also you even if on. you remade The Last Jedi The Last Jedi still exists yeah. right but Disney aren't going to give you an IP to make yeah. and you're not going to have and I'd love to I would genuinely love to know who these producers are who are happy to do it and put this money up I'd genuinely love to know what they've done previously what their experience is because I, and you know this whole thing about well not everybody will like the final result well isn't that the same fucking thing with The Last Jedi right some people I really enjoyed The Last Jedi I know a lot of people that really hated The Last Jedi I know a lot of people that were like meh about The Last Jedi so that's not going to change. Nope. You're not going to make any movie that everybody loves and everybody's happy with because that's not how it works. It's not a burger. 
<laughs> no, you can't get it's it your way. You can't go. Can I? Can I get mine without mayo? I don't <laughs> like lettuce. Can I have yeah. extra tomato yeah. or gherkins? <laughs> it's it. Seriously, everybody needs to move past this stuff yes. about. I me. I'm not happy with this film. Sometimes life sucks. But to be honest with you, if the Last Jedi, not being to your likest, is the biggest fucking deal in your life, then <laughs> you've got a. You know, you've you got, got bigger pretty, problems. You've got, you got bigger got problems, problems, but you've got a pretty good life because that's not. There could be a lot worse things. Wrong and you're with that. insulting so many people, and you're yeah. insulting me because actually, well, you know, I like Last Jedi, right? Yeah, I, I, I really dislike. But even World if I One. didn't like it, I wouldn't go remake it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like Superfly recently. I, I thought that was horribly misjudged. But I'm not saying do it again. Right. Make it again, <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You gotta Fuck's sake. It. Yeah. It's like, but but the other thing too is like somebody was making fun of this on Twitter and goes, "Wow, you know, I got producers in line and investors. We're gonna re- we're gonna remake Friday the Thirteenth. Jason takes Manhattan, and this time yeah. he's really gonna take over Manhattan." And I'm like. Okay, this I'm behind. Yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, and I mean no disrespect to these people. You know, I understand. You know, they feel very, very strongly about this, but it's not going to happen. I guarantee you will not get. I will guarantee you will not get in that room with Disney. And if you are people who have no pre- previous experience of making a movie, oh, yeah, you you then Disney then they're not going to give you the IP. Disney no. had to fight really hard, to, even now, working in parks and stuff like that with Lucasfilm so that every little piece of that world is done right to their liking. Yeah. And, and if and it then, isn't, you do it yeah. again. If it isn't, you do it again. And if it still isn't, they do it again until it's exactly right. They're not going to let a bunch of fans walk in and go, I want to take this IP. I've got, you're not going to have $200 million, but I'm going to make It's just simply realistically not going to happen yeah and i, won't I will happily it. eat my hat if that does happen i will more than happily eat my hat i have a hat in my bag but i'm just like <laughs> that's not gonna happen He's on i have a star wars last it's Jedi just hat crazy that yeah. you could eat yeah you know yeah. that would be fun no it's not gonna happen but it's an insult it's an insult to people who like the movie and it's an insult to star wars it really is and people like mark you're hamill think you're a dick yeah, but you know it, you know like, mark hamill's one of the nicest people out there when he turns around and goes yeah, dick, dick move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I saw I saw that on their website. There's a comment about you know his, his thoughts on the story, and I've I have had personally had long conversations with Mark Hamill about various Star Wars movies over the years, mm-hmm. even between Star Wars and now, and he's back in the series and around the release of the Last Jedi and loads of other times. Mark Hamill's cool with it. Yeah, he has to be. He's I mean... cool with it. Do you, know, do you know what? Sometimes you're an actor and your character doesn't exactly go the way that you want it to go. You would make little changes. But that's sometimes just, that's just the way it is. I don't know a single director who looks at every single one of those movies and go, nailed that. Every single director would look at a piece of their work and go, do you know what? I might change that in hindsight or perhaps that could have been slightly different. Or Mrr. And whether you're a composer, whether you're a producer, whether you're an editor, you always look at that work and you're self-critical and you see potentially things you could have. But you know what? You can't bend time. No. And that's the film no. you put out there. That's and the that's, that's the one we've got. deal with it's it. Yeah. And, you know, and then we have the, the last of the Skywalker saga uh, coming out next year. And that's yeah. where I think they should just take a break. Yes. It's, it's, take I, I think break. I think we should take a break from Star Wars for a while. But I think uh, you know every every year or every two years for a film in any franchise is absolutely fine. Give it chance to breathe. Yes, let to. let fans and audiences <clears throat> just get ready for the next one. Put that one to bed and do the next one. Let's yeah. just do that. Talking of which, let's put that to bed. Um, a lot of people <laughs> in the chat talking about stuff that we've covered on the show today. Uh, there, uh, Sky Patterson saying Bob Zemeckis. Uh, love that director's work. Can't wait to see what he does with The Witches. Uh, hopefully after The Witches, maybe a comic book film. Or like We've yeah. already touched on that one. Uh, we were talking about Bob Zemeckis earlier, and we were talking about the fact that he was um, uh, mentioned in, in the world of, of superhero movies. He was, of course, mentioned in the same breath as, uh, as Flashpoint a while ago. Um, uh, Sky Patterson down for whatever Zemeckis does uh yeah absolutely um didn't jeremy piven remake used cards says jack dennis i'm not aware of that i'm not aware of him doing that um but i'm that actually i might look into that i'd be certainly interested to see it uh miles saying that honestly not interested in a boba fett or obi-wan i want to see ryan's trilogy in the game of thrones guys films yeah uh (laughs) actually uh, i believe this was anthony pod racing star wars standalone 
Do you know what? Effectively, a Star Wars Fast and Furious. There you and if go. You put that there on like Disney go. streaming. That could be something that's a crowd sure. pleaser. Uh, Sky talking about the witches. Uh, Sky Patterson uh, would like to see Kate Blanchett, Alison Brie, or Angelina Jolie huh. cast in the Angelica Houston role in the witches. I think that would be really yes. cool. Yep. Three really good suggestions there. Absolutely. Uh, and going on to the Star Wars thing, then Harris saying the fandom of Star Wars is so divided and toxic. Mm-hmm. An Obi Wan movie might win back the fans. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, personally, I preferred. Rogue one to solo even though i really enjoyed solo and that's because it was new characters i agree tying into the yeah, story. And i think and that was the winning my formula biggest there. problem with rogue one is how it shit all over 40 years of continuity eh. and that bothers me do you know what <laughs> that, it's, that it's just a movie uh, you're the one i am the, the one, one. Yeah. but, but we, we'll, no, we'll no. go into it later yeah. Zias Zy- yeah. on the witches <laughs> saying uh would like a younger witches on all Aub- uh aubrey plaza uh-huh. Uh huh. Evan mm. Rachel Wood, not, not Emma Andre Stone, Plaza. and Tessa Thompson. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, and then Harris talked about something that we're going to get onto. Uh, oh, in a bit yeah. Ninja Turtles. oh yeah. Uh, Sky saying, think putting the, the, the Star Wars standalone films on hold is actually a good thing. Yes. I agree, uh, and I love Star Wars and the standalone films, but it's time for new leadership and a new plan and new storytellers. I think that's fair as well. Yes. Um, and uh, Zeno Hour saying, Collider reported they're on hold at the moment. Outlets misquoted them and saying that they're cancelled. Indeed, you are correct. Um, Collider did say that they're on hold, and that's what we've been discussing. Now, the internet is bashing Collider for reporting something they didn't report. They of course, they are. Of course, but of that's... Course. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> in an industry at the moment where there appears to be a lot of cut-and-paste stuff with, mm-hmm. with some... Uh, movie websites yeah. one one site publishes it another site just copies and pastes and then does a little rewrite and puts it up also you have an element of kind of it, it what was actually said gets diluted and changed ever mm-hmm. so slightly fake um, news fake news, news. Um, <laughs> Xeno thinks putting the spin-offs on hold is very good they should be focusing on new and different timelines mm-hmm. and expanding the universe yes. also Thank different you genres like comedy are exactly what you said uh, yeah so I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat if you watch the show and you want to go back and rewatch it, you can actually go back and look at the chat again, which is really, really handy now. So if you want to sort of chat to people on that, that's great. Oh, wow. Feel free to comment after the show as well uh, in the comment section of, of, the, uh, of the video. That's always appreciated. Um, okay, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, let's very quickly talk about uh, changes at Disney and Pixar this week. Obviously, John Lasseter is going to be leaving the picture yeah. um, later this year. Jennifer Lee and Pete Docter um, are going to replace John. Um, and obviously it's going to be a different dynamic because it's going to be two people then sharing that role. Um, And uh, uh, Pete, obviously, has had phenomenal (laughs) success with his movies at Pixar. You think? Yeah, some of the best work work that that Disney Pixar have have turned out. So what did you think about this when this uh, this broke this week? I thought it was great news. I mean, we're Disney, again, you know, paving the way, moving Mm -hmm. things forward. We have an equal split right now. Yeah. So 50-50, there's a, there's a woman on one side, there's a man on the other, and the, hopefully they'll work well together and create great projects. And yep. I think it's a great idea, and especially who they let go and what the allegations are for why he was let go. Yeah. I think this, they couldn't have made a better choice. Absolutely. And for people who know the brand... Yeah, uh, you, you made the, it was the right decision yes. going forward. Mm. Um, and people who take the brand seriously near and dear to their heart. And that I, I still believe that with these two folks in place, it was sort of kind of the way I felt when George Lucas asked Kathleen Kennedy to take over uh, Lucas films. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if, if ever a woman deserved that and knows has her ups and downs, but knows genre like that. Perfect. And I think these two are so entrenched in Pixar that going forward, even the non-Pixar movies... That's what I was yeah, going to say, like Frozen. Have. Right. Right. So like Frozen itself, I mean, she's directing the sequel to that. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, that has become what? The biggest movie, yeah. one of the biggest movies they've <clears throat> ever released. Right. I mean, non-Pixar. And they have yeah. a Broadway show now. And there's a show in the Which theme is apparently parks. very, very good. I heard. Yeah, great very things. good. Yeah. yeah, I've seen great reviews so, and I think so, it's a great choice yeah. moving forward because they they just know, they have a familiarity with the brand and they can protect it the best way possible. And so. I think also one thing they really appear to be doing in, in Pixar and uh, they, they, they do embrace... Um, a lot of diversity, and yes. I think that does breed storytelling. Is something that we continually refer to back on this show. It does bring in a lot of really interesting stories, mm-hmm. and from personal experience and folklore. And I think 
what will change the dynamic in a positive way is because it's going to be two people. Sometimes two heads are better than one. I'm not a big fan of like writing rooms with 15 people in them. I think that's too much. But I think when you've got two people, it's really good to have that dialogue. And they're going to bring two very different but very connected ways of thinking together, which I which mm-hmm. I think is great. Having been to Pixar, just being in that environment, it is so unbelievably inclusive and supportive and creative. And it is an environment where they... You hear them talking about, oh, we share ideas and blah, blah, blah. It really is an open book yeah. at Pixar. You could be you know, very low level, but if you've got a really good idea and you can pitch it into them, they will listen to that idea. A lot of people have come up through Pixar over the years and they've just had a really good idea and they've written the code, okay, run with this. Yeah. And I don't Create think that, this story. that's not going Create to change. Create the look. No. Right, right. Because those that's people... That's still going to be there. That, and since almost day one, yeah. these people have been there. Yeah. So they know the culture they, and, and they're familiar with it and they're not going to, you don't, you don't fix what ain't broken. Yeah. So and and really it it really ain't broken, especially when you look at Coco. No. Uh, what's no. going to happen with Incredibles this week? You know, or last yeah. weekend? That they're they're going full steam ahead, and you have the two right people to do it and uh, continue on and continue success. Yeah. yeah, I think it was really good, and I think also because you've got a, a, a man and a woman sharing it, I think it, it's it's really good because then you you don't open yourself up to oh it's another man. You don't open yourself. It's like, oh, you're being PC because it's a woman. Because it's both. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's it's a really savvy way for them to build that structure and go, let's just let's just do it this way. It's different. And I think their strength is about being different. Right. The stories they tell are very different. And, you're and I think this is running through. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Uh, okay, something we mentioned at the top of the show. Let's talk about Gotti Marketing debacle this week and the backlash <laughs> from that. Uh, Gotti, of course, uh, was released in theatres, wasn't shown to a lot of people before it was released. Uh, got a 0% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty much as, as rotten as as you can get. And then there was backlash this week from, from the people who were behind Gotti to basically say, well, the critics didn't love it. Why don't you prove them wrong? And audience scores were better than zero. Um, from, but that from, is also, if I read correctly, too, also in contention. Absolutely. I was just about to get okay. to that. And box office didn't exactly shine. It was a 1.67 million, um, which was really way below. I mean, it was made for, I think, $10 million, which is not. It's going to be very difficult for that to even wipe its face. A lot of people didn't even know this movie was coming out. I mean, right. the marketing was... I, I was literally driving past signs going like, oh, when's this coming out? And it was coming out that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that, that happens that, a lot here in L.A. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What yeah. I, was just, I was just Netflix, so surprised. Ne- Netflix, take 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 watch. That's, yeah. I mean, Netflix does it all the time. Like, there's like, what's this? There's a new billboard what? out for a show. But what is like, this? I, mean, even, I never heard of But there are before. things that are advertised even less than Gotti. I mean, I didn't see any... Oh, my any, God. How Hotel Artemis was oh, a great movie no, recently, yeah. and I literally saw no, no advertising for that in public. But let's get back How to Gotti. How about Heartbeat Loud? Nothing. No, nothing. 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 And apparently a great product. Yeah, it is um, great. But yeah, there was a lot of pushback from the guys behind Gotti this week, really attacking critics, really attacking the industry. And obviously, as someone who works on, on both, I do, you know, I do critical work and I do a lot of editorial. The big problem for me is I had nothing on this movie. I had no invites to screenings. I had no idea who was going to be behind this movie. And certainly editorially, I mean, there was nothing that came through that way. I saw John Travolta pop up on a couple of the major talk shows, but that was kind of it. The movie has a sort of history too. It's kind of like opening a shop and then telling, not, not telling anybody it's open and then complaining when nobody comes through on yeah. opening day. I'm. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, it, 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 like I said, there is a sordid history to this, and I'm mm. not going to name names, but it, it was produced by a particular studio. Um, it was not meant to go... Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Specifically theatrical. Oh, it was right. going to be on one demand. of those on-demand <clears throat> day-and-date releases. Um, uh, the producers of the movie... Uh, along which Travolta felt that they had something better. There were recuts. They wanted to bring it into Cannes. Uh, ah, the original people who were going to release right. it were saying, you know what, that's really not a good idea. Uh, they So the producers of Gaudi more or less bought the movie back. Right. Mm. 
So it got out of that studio's hand. That studio made their money. And then they, they, they uh, made a deal with MoviePass. They were going to have a distribution deal where they were going to have an independent booker who yep. was going to book it into some theaters. They did take it to Cannes. It got eviscerated yep. at Cannes, which does a movie no good. No. Uh, you had MoviePass uh, invested some money, and they were all like, I think they were just there because they could say that they were in Cannes, but this movie got eviscerated. It had no, there was no real want for this movie to go theatrical and it suffered a couple of recuts like a lot of drastic recuts and i had heard that at one point the movie was really good and it did showcase travolta's talent yeah but i guess they had recut it so many various times but i mean you talk about movie pass apparently movie pass members and this is something that that's been reported in a number of places including deadline uh movie pass members accounted for about 40 percent of the take as well now if you're owned by someone like MoviePass, and I'm a MoviePass member, and I got one marketing email about this last week, this just got completely lost for me. If you can't <laughs> even get 50% of your audience to turn out, who are effectively like, I get this for free. And I find that the 40% could be somewhat suspect. Well, I mean, and that audience has apparently gave it 78% thanks to 6,900 6, users. But also there's a lot of speculation around that, around how many of these are actually reviews from real people, mm-hmm. how many are fixed. And... You know, sometimes in the industry, when you launch a product, whether it's no an app way. or something else, you get friends of friends to comment on stuff and leave really nice reviews. And, you know, whether it's on Yelp. So that that this does, does happen. not happen. But no. this, you're, you're, is, you're, you're, this is you're you're blowing my what? mind right now. What? This does not happen. I mean, that's I, of course when, don't, when, don't, when, when, when we're not being paid by Disney, <laughs> yeah. of course, obviously. Oh, my God. Don't tell George me this is. Soros, no. so, oh, yeah. this you know, changes you know, everything. This changes I give up. No, but it's true. Sometimes the studios will even have their people comment oh on but also do, do you know what even there'll be members of the audience oh. who will because oh, they love no. a franchise or a film they will put particularly extravagant thing oh. it's almost like some critics make tell me that they make fake places. twitter accounts that is oh, shocking you know oh my god shocking. well they're not fake they're just done by a publicity company oh, but yeah so you have to so, oh, okay. so, so, so we have to take sort of all of these all of these factors in, into account but also I mean, <laughs> a lot of people have been sort of even members of the public have been responding on twitter and saying People would go in, the movie theatres would be mostly empty, people would be walking out of screenings, people would be laughing or heckling. So, Am I the only one who found this really funny, in all seriousness? I just found it deeply weird. Because it was like, the the way that it came out was like, that ad was like, are you going to listen to trolls behind the keyboard? It's like... Who are you talking about here? Is it the critics? Is it the fans? Who is it? Who's a troll behind the keyboard? But also, because everyone is. But also, are these, yeah. are these the same Fake people? News, yeah. Are they are they not trolls when they like a movie? Right, that exactly. Out? Like you know, you couldn't you couldn't embrace yeah. people when they liked American Animals a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no. That was like everything's amazing. Everybody thinks it's great. Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, those yeah. same people who didn't like the next movie right. are trolls. It's like don't don't shit where you no, eat. No, no. Don't shit where you yeah. eat, industry, yeah. because that's I, not. Dare I say it's somewhat Trumpian? Well, yes. it's just <laughs> it's just a really weird. <laughs> it's like, it fits. It, it fits. It, it's like, and again, this is a movie uh. given. You know, given what it's Gotti, we're talking to do, about Gotti. No, uh, it'll put someone, someone asked. Someone asked. That's why it, it's yeah. We're talking about Gotti <laughs> and, and and not not Gotti. 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 Well, I'm sorry Gotti. that I'm from the East Coast, <laughs> and that's how I say it. I, that's how Gotti. I say it. So Gotti. Gotti. Uh, so it's it just had it stayed with its original course, with the people who knew how to do this sort of thing. Yeah. They probably would have gotten more views on demand. Um, it would have had its, you know, 2025 theater release. Mm-hmm. And John Travolta would have, you know, people would have said, hey, he's really good in this. And they probably would have gotten more interest. Yeah, Instead I mean, of going to can, you can't go to no. things like that with a movie, even if it's mediocre. Right. But, but going back to, to the point. Maybe about that's fact, what hurts Star Wars. Well, go, uh, well no. going, going back to the point, this is originally going to be, um, you know, a VOD. That was, that yeah. was, I mean, that was not originally, originally, yeah. but it was certainly at some point. Um, there are movies that were originally going to go to VOD that can hit theaters. And if you do the right level of promotion and you put it out there and you make talent available and you screen it for people, uh, 47 Meters uh, Down is one I was, I was thinking about, the yes. Manny Shark movie. Yes. That was almost cast out into VOD. That actually turned a really tidy profit 
in for, that for entertainment studio, for is entertainment there, studios. Is there a launch movie? It's the, and I think you it's know, been their biggest one to date. To it be absolutely with you, has. Hostiles, making, Hurricane Heist haven't really done they're, much. They're, they're making a sequel. Yeah. To yes. It. Um, another forty-seven meters down. And can, I, can, can I? But the thing is, <laughs> let's compare it to Hurricane Heist again for this sure. company. Hurricane Heist was a movie that they chose not to screen for critics, and it didn't do very well. It did okay. It didn't do very well. But everybody I know, or the majority of the people I know who are critics, or certainly work in editorial in the industry, who have seen it since it's hit home entertainment, are like, "This isn't shit." Yeah. This is good fun. And I really think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit by keeping this so closeted. Because any people out there who were going to go, actually, this is fine, who push these scores up. And there will be people who will like movies that many other people think are bad. Sure. That's going to inevitably happen. And I think they kind of missed a trick on that. If they'd have embraced critics with Gotti, you might have, not guaranteed, you might have increased that score a little bit. And that little bit of word of mouth, those couple of three or four star reviews from even people who would like, I just want to get on the poster. (laughs) Even those would have helped you Bring yeah. a bit more money than 1.67 million. A little. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, okay, we've got a lot to get through. So let's just uh, very quickly check back in the chat people are talking about. Um, some interesting suggestions, actually. Uh, it's not entirely correct, but uh, I think it was Jack Dennis just saying in the, the chat um, about they've not, uh, Disney Pixar, going back to that, they've not spent millions already on Toy Story 4. Um, Jack would say cancel it and focus on The Incredibles as their long term franchise. Toy Story 4, they haven't started promoting that yet, but that no. that's that's a done deal. Nothing is going to happen with that. That is going to be a massive movie. That is going to be very easily a billion dollar. And that's going to be a masterpiece. It's going to it's it, fingers crossed it'll yeah. be a masterpiece. But yeah. that is done and dusted. This is coming out. They're yeah. not promoting yeah. it now because they want to leave room quite rightly for products like The Incredibles 2. You couldn't sure. get people to talk about Toy Story 4 no. really on the press tour for this. It was like, we're going to get to that. Let's yeah. talk about this movie here. Let's not cannibalize our own audience by trying to muddy it with too many products of the same yeah. same house, um, which is a wise thing to do. So, yeah, I mean, no, that Toy Story 4 is not going anywhere. Toy Story 4 is going to be one of the biggest movies of next year. Agreed. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to do Incredibles numbers. It's going to do, you know, Finding Nemo, um, Finding Dory level numbers. So this is, that 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 is not, with all due respect, Jack, that is not that that shit's not getting cancelled. Okay, let's very quickly run through a few other stories of the week, and then we're going to get to uh, trailers and box office because we're very quickly running out of time. Um, they're making another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, a Paramount. Okay, uh, I, I actually like the second one more than I like the first one. I'm exactly the same, although I didn't. I wouldn't give it more than like two and a half to three. Yeah, stars. I gave it like a six out of ten. Yeah, it was. It, it, it but wasn't it, terrible. It showed potential. Yeah. So I was bummed people didn't see it. But then it also, going back to the fans and going back to supporters... Trey was originally meant to direct that movie, or certainly spoken Who? to about that. Paul King. Oh, Paul wow. King, after yeah. Paddington. He, yeah. he had conversations That's with Paramount interesting. about that. So. Huh. But what I was going to say is that going back to fans and everything like that, it's amazing because how disappointed fans were with the first Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And how bad the second one did, even though almost everyone who I know said it was a step in the right direction. It was a step in the, certainly more in the right direction, right. yeah. But they still, no one went to see it. Staying with Paramount, um, Optimus Prime could get his own solo Transformers spin-off following Bumblebee. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not exactly waiting for that one. But do you know what? Out of all the Transformers in the Transformers movies, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Optimus Prime. I mean, I a lot mind. of the other Transformers are actually pretty forgettable characters. Sure, except um, for Bumblebee. And, apart and, from Bumblebee and yeah. Optimus Prime and, you know, obviously Megatron's, nothing's going to happen there. But um, do you know what? If it happened, it be, yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I do think Bumblebee is actually going to do Me quite too. well. I'm, I think so, too. I was I very sniffy about that originally, but I'm Yeah, I I'm saw on the trailer on Incredibles, too. Yeah, uh, I saw it on the big screen. Yeah. It really had a... There was a resonance in that audience for it. Uh, Kick-Ass 3 won't feature Chloe Grace Moretz's hit girl if it ever gets made. I know that she didn't particularly uh, have a great experience with, with Kick-Ass 2. That was not a film that was as well-received as the original no. movie. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Should we have a Kick-Ass 3? I'm fine leaving it where it is. Without her, no. Yeah. Because I feel like even though the second one wasn't as good as the first one, yep. she's... What yeah. made that movie? Yeah. So, and she made the first one in a lot of ways too. So, without her, no. Yeah, and if, and if yeah, just just to go back uh, to Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles again, yeah. Too, yeah. 
Uh, no, uh, no, no, just let it go. Well, and, and, and Kick-Ass 3, let it go. Well, pe- people are saying in the chat, actually, Harris is saying, I'm up for a Ninja Turtle reboot, absolutely. I'm um, origin story, um, potentially. I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, but from the same people that gave it just two movies, I don't know, um, <laughs> uh, g- gave us these those two movies, sorry. Uh, um, I would love a, t- uh, this is from Xeno Hour, I would love a Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles based on the original comics, uh, which wouldn't happen. Yeah, I don't think that would happen. Nope. Uh, Sky Patterson, uh, I'm interested uh, in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot uh, based off the original comics, go for the dark sci-fi horror film. Do you know what? I would love that if someone like um, Blumhouse came in <laughs> and started to take that on. Yes! Do you know? I was wondering if it was going to come back. I I just think, I'm just saying, yes, maybe that yeah. could be a thing, but I don't think they're obviously going to do that with Paramount. But if, I mean, if they were going to do that, I mean, those guys are, you know, nailing shit yeah. right now. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Sam Mendes returning to directing with, uh, well, it's not like he left directing. <laughs> it's just like, this is his next it's movie. Like, hey, he, he made a Too movie and then he didn't make any movies yeah. and now he's making another movie. Mm. Um, so that's like, I'm going back to lunch today it's yeah. like yeah. I had lunch yesterday <laughs> I'm having lunch today uh, anyway he's uh, he's uh, returning to directing with uh, World War One film 1917 for Amblin yeah uh, could, could be quite interesting Absolutely. could be his Dunkirk yeah sure um, I, I do I do like Sam Mendes as a director and obviously now he's not obviously doing Bond um, that could be quite interesting so um, okay let's talk about uh, trailers couple of trailers, trailers this week not sure. a huge amount no um, it's so light compared to last week so light yeah. I, actually, I actually had to, to look around for yeah. these um <laughs> Okay, Welcome to Marwin was one that really caught my eyes. Going back to Bob Zemeckis, as we talked about earlier in the show. I didn't know really much about this movie or anything about this story until I saw this trailer, and it instantly had me. It has straight gone on to one of my most anticipated movies yeah. of the year. Um, did you have the same I can't, response? I had the exact I mean, same reaction. Did you ever see the documentary? It's also on Netflix. I haven't. It's I didn't. I knew nothing about this story. It's fascinating. So check it out. Um, Mar, uh, Marin Call, it's mm. called. Um, this just looks... I, I saw like two... I want to say that it was about 10 seconds into the trailer for this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, sold. Like, I, I didn't even want to watch... Like, I stopped it about a minute in, and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch the rest of this trailer. I'm that excited yeah. for this movie, and I don't want anything to be ru- ruined it's, about it's, this movie. It's very rare. It probably, yeah. like, sort of maybe 40, possibly 50% of the time, that a trailer will grab me in that way. It was just straight yeah. off. It's I, amazing. It, 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 to me, showcased the power of what cinema can be. Yes. Let's show you... Let's, let, let's really do something different... Let's do something engaging. Let's do it with emotion. Let's do it with heart. And if anybody is able to pull that off, it's Zemeckis. He yep. wrote the screenplay, which is great. It's mm. fine. You know, he's going back into writing. Um, the character just seems... Look, it's just a trailer, so not to overhype. No, but being no. that this is coming in November, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's right at the height of Academy season. Instantly, instantly to me, I was like, this, if it's good, is potentially Oscar nominee stuff. In so many categories. Yeah, and and, and I love the dynamic cast. Yes. And it it just looked special. Yeah, it really did. special. And it's very different Mm -hmm. to what is out there right now. Right. I mean, Steve Carell is... This is one actor who I feel can pretty much do everything. Yeah. He he's he started off in comedy. I thought he was going to get pigeonholed into that genre. Yeah. But he's done so many different roles over the years. Like Last Flag Flying, his role in that movie, he was the it's best phenomenal. Pa- he was the best part of that movie. Grossly and, underseen movie. Oh my god, he was criminally so good. underseen. And between this one, he has this movie coming out and then he has Beautiful Boy with Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Mhm. This is going to be his year. I, I'm calling it right now, but guys. Think, and also, I think another person who's known predominantly for their um, comedic stuff, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Yep. I know she's yes, got this movie yes. coming out later in the year as well about the uh, the faking of the of the notes. Right, yeah. right. Um, I mean, that, to me, again, from that trailer, I was yeah. like, I really want to see that movie. It looks so strong. So I think it could be quite interesting this year. I mean, certainly A Star is Born has already been mentioned. Sometimes you find, and last year we kind of struggled a little bit for movies that we thought could potentially be, you know, would it be Oscar winning, which is like Wonder Woman and stuff like that. And the, the, the field didn't seem to be particularly lush. But 
I already think we're seeing a couple of really strong contenders coming through this year for very different types of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not not thematic or not political or nothing like that, but just really good stories. Yeah, and they look different. They're yeah. giving us they something do. special. They do. And, and they I, do. I have to shout out to someone who's been a favorite of mine since watching her and hidden figures is the oh, yeah. Monet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This woman, what a powerhouse! Yeah. What incredible! What char- charisma as a as an artist, as a performer, as music artist, and then as an actor. I mean, she she has such an amazing presence on mm-hmm. screen, mm-hmm. and then she can do it. And 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 again, the actors in that moment. They look even in real life and as yeah. the action figure ish kind of thing. Uh, it this movie to me just it, it shouted. I ha- I really can't wait to see it. This looks special. It looks different, and it looks like I'm going to be drawn into this world. Yeah. And in in ways that I. And, and the fact that it's actually it. based on a true story yeah. also helps bring it up to another level. Yeah. And I think. I mean, she's incredible. I'm glad you brought yeah. her up. She's she's remarkable in Hidden Figures. Remarkable um, actress. Remarkable. I, I think this is a great th- movie. I think this is this is going to be the potential. But another interesting thing I wanted to note was this is the second movie for Universal this year because First Man they're doing First Man as well. Yes. yes. So they might actually Which have did some test screenings in Los Angeles. This yeah, week. just this past week, yeah, right? Yeah. You hear any buzz about it? Not yet. Okay. Buzz? Well, no, well, they. I, I usually hear about... Aldrin? Well, no, I, I hear about... You've got to see this movie. i got to see it. It's La La Land in space. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting that Universal has two movies. Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, we, we need to rattle through a few things. Sure. Um, but we're getting some feedback on the fact that uh, Zeno Hour is saying, uh, Welcome to Marwin, uh, Hit Me in the Fields, possibly my favorite trailer of the year yes. so far. Uh, yeah, uh, Walk is one of the best Foo Fighters songs, absolutely, 100%. Uh, and Sky Patterson saying, Sam Mendes directing 1917 uh, Sky totally on for it maybe based it off of the Battle of the Somme or the Treaty of Versailles or the attack on the HMS Irresistible uh, and then also mm. and Zena are also saying 1917 a prequel to Wonder Woman 84 Wonder Teen um, Okay, so the other trailer that I want to talk about very quickly is Creed 2 That dropped this week uh, I was a big fan of Creed I don't like all the Rocky movies I find it was a bit of hit and miss um, But Creed 2 um, I was a big fan of Creed I like this trailer I'm not entirely on board yet I don't know why I can't put my finger on it But I'm I'm still intrigued to see it, and I'm still looking forward to it. What did you guys think? Very similar reaction. Okay. I, I, I'm I into it. I'm going to go see it, obviously. Yeah. Um, loved the first one. Was really surprised by the first one. This one, I, I'm intrigued, mm. but I'm not like, oh, my God, I need to see this right now. It didn't give me that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and I... This the dissenting opinion. I wasn't as big a fan of Creed. Ah. I thought it was okay. Um, Tessa Thompson to me was the big standout yes. in that movie. Tessa. And this one, this movie looks like it's really pandering to mm-hmm. the crowd. Drago again. Mm. So he's fighting <laughs> Drago. Like oh he well his dad killed my dad. Now I gotta go. And I'm like oh, okay you're you're definitely pandering here. I'm not saying that it won't be bad, but it could like. Again, I don't think that Rocky... Where was Drago? He fell in Rocky Four, correct, I think? I believe so, yes. That was an okay story, <laughs> uh, but... It's, it's no Superman Four. Yeah, well, what could be? That one you should remake, because... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But it, it, I'm sort of looking... I'll see it. The trailer was like, oh, so we're going to Drago. So they definitely want to paint it to the crowd. Yes, yes. And I get it. Jack Dennis, yep, uh, shameful admission, never seen a Rocky movie. That's okay. Oh, that's okay. That that's is. okay. They're not going anywhere. You can catch them at some point. <laughs> uh, okay, Anthony, can we get five minutes? I just want to go through box office. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. You don't seem convinced, but I'll take it. Um, okay, so <laughs> one big movie coming out this weekend, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, or Jurassic World Lost Kingdom, as I keep <laughs> calling it, because it, it's very similar to the second Jurassic Park movie in so Absolutely. many ways. Uh, this is getting some very mixed reaction. Let's look at box office, first of all. Uh, Thursday night previews, 15.3 million, which is down on Jurassic World, but not hugely, uh, just by a couple of million, which is 
Chump change. Uh, <laughs> 18.5 million Jurassic World previewed with. But obviously, we hadn't had a Jurassic Park movie for well over a decade. So there was a different type of anticipation Absolutely. for that. It's only been uh, three years since the last one? 2015, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's looking at doing a weekend around 130 to 140 million. I could see it doing more the higher end of that. I think potentially... Maybe 145, but certainly around 140. Um, but it's already taken 450 million uh, non-domestically, which is a really nice, nice little bed to cushion. start off there. That's a yeah, nice, it's, it's a little cushion for the pushing for the for <laughs> yeah. the dinos there. It's 450, and you haven't even gone down the states. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's a foregone conclusion that they'll do the third. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know. we, we, yeah, we, we know that, you know, we know there's another Jurassic World yeah. movie coming, and uh, we, we spoke about this very briefly over breakfast. I honestly believe that with uh, when they did Jurassic World, that they, even though they hadn't announced that it was going to be three movies at that point, it was very much, they, they've drafted an arc, they've drafted a story. I mean, this one feels like it does end, but sets up another movie, so it's handled actually really nicely. Um, it feels to me like this was always perceived as a trilogy, always there was going to be an arc, um, and I think, do you know what, audiences will be there for it. Um, I think this is gonna. It's it's going to do well. I think it's going to be still one of the top three movies of the year potentially. Mm-hmm. I think it's still around that that making that billion dollar mark. Um, as a movie, a lot of people didn't like this. I actually, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. It's a good uh, summer popcorn blockbuster. There were certain elements about it that I didn't quite work for me, um, but there were other parts. I mean, I'm still torn over the fact whether I would like them to stay on the island for the entire movie or how I felt about them being taken off the island I mean, that's not a spoiler we know that from the trailers <laughs> um, so just in case anybody gets upset that that's a spoiler but for me when they did take them off the island and what they did with them I think they actually did that really really nicely and they gave characters to the dinosaurs that we haven't really seen I, yeah. brought into play I in agree. this and not to a point where it became cheesy or chintzy or you know fake I mean also they're not fucking real um <laughs> But you know, it's it didn't it didn't Shit. make it. I know. Sorry you ruined about that. the magic. Uh, fake news. Um, <laughs> but they didn't. You know, they didn't. It didn't become totally unbelievable. It was something that was okay. Yeah. I, okay. Gonna earned, go with that. Yeah. And and it hadn't been done uh, in previous uh, Jurassic World. Yeah. War, you know, park installments. Lost World tried to. I just say animalize them. Almost like they're cute. Like 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 gorillas and oh isn't that cute? They tried to do that a little bit, yeah. but in the end of the day, it's people running away from dinosaurs. I love there's only so much you can do, right. Right, right? And I love it when people are getting eaten. You know, when they get et by dinosaurs, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this one had a couple of things. It had a, a little bit more of an emotional beat. It seemed different than the last movie. I actually enjoyed it more than the predecessor. Uh, and and it took it into a direction. It was a little bit darker mm. than I anticipated. Yeah. And some people, I, I guess, can call out certain plot points. Oh, it's just silly. I was like, okay, but it makes sense in that world. Yeah. It makes sense. And when you get a little more of the backstory for Hammond and stuff, you get, I, as a Jurassic Park fan, I was all in. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. I absolutely love this movie. Right. Um this is the first time we're not, we're not hearing a lot of people saying no, they absolutely no, no, love no, it. So because it's nice this, to get that. This is I that 1993 original Steven Spielberg's classic really changed Still my life. gives me tingles. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It it changed my life. Yeah. And I feel like that movie along with The Nightmare Before Christmas which came out that October were two movies that really had an impact on my childhood mm-hmm. and movies that made me really love and appreciate cinema, made me, you know, use my imagination made me realize that things can become a reality even though they're fake. And I love that. And when I saw Jurassic Park Lost World and I saw Jurassic Park 3 and I saw Jurassic World, I did not have that feeling. Mm. I did not have, you know, I I was happy that these movies were made because we don't get that many dinosaur movies. But at the same time, like, the magic was gone. And when I watched this movie... And I had an emotional attachment to the dinosaurs. Yeah. That's something that I never felt, even in the 1993 movie. And I feel like what the story, where the story is going, proves to be a lot different than I expected this franchise to go. Yeah. And I'm really happy with where it's going. I love that it didn't play by the the rule book 
it's it's a lot different. You're complaining yeah. that they should stay. Maybe they should have stayed on the island. You know, a lot of people felt that way too. But like, I feel like that would just be well, doing I'm, more I'm, of I'm the same. I'm torn over that. I'm torn over it's that. It's doing you know? more of the same. This is like it's moving forward. This yeah. is moving the story forward, and to have humans interact with dinosaurs and kind of develop that storyline about like can we le- can we live as two species together yeah. i'm really really intrigued by this concept i like the socio political chaotician debate yeah. yes. that it can yes. raise and that's what makes the movie fun again i don't think and it's there's great, a spoiler in the, the movie though too yeah. with the, there's there's a female young female yeah. actor actress in this yeah. movie and she has a nice plot twist that i'm sure. not going to ruin yeah. for anyone yeah, yeah. But Which that I, also I was different adds, to what I was expecting. And it, it adds a, really nice a layer. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's this layer of um, Chris Pratt's character interacting with Blue and all these video footage that yeah. keeps being shown throughout the movie and how mm-hmm. they're bonding, kind of like a man and his dog. dog absolutely. I, there's, there's lots of foreshadowing in this movie, and I'm really excited and you where said, it's going to go. And you said from top to bottom, and yeah. it really is. It is a different, for me, it's different yeah. too, because even the score was different. Yeah. Yes. very. This is a bit of a spoiler, folks. There's very little Jurassic Park Yes. In the score of this movie, it's there, but definitely not what it was. And they even Gene Kino doesn't even utilize his Jurassic World suite. Yeah. A lot. This is a different score too. And I'm going to round this up because we're yeah. running out of time. But sure. just to, to 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 finally have the the final word on this and take up your point here, this film for me in many many ways feels like a. A, a handoff from the Jurassic movies that we know, yes, right through from the theme, from the stories, from the narrative, where I think in the next Jurassic movie we're really going to see something completely new and something moving away from everything that we've had in the past. It's a really nice, progressive, clean motion forward with the characters, with, mm-hmm. with, with the whole way the stories are told and the environments those are told. I think it's done really, really nicely. I know this won't be to everyone's liking, no. But it's it's a good. It's I genuinely came out of that going. That was a good time. Yeah, and it looks good too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks. Really Some of the dinosaurs sick. a little bit every now and again. I was like, eh, I'm not entirely convinced by that. From but, the cinematography, yeah, but it's, it's, there are some really pain, beautiful yeah. touches in this, Absolutely. and it certainly licks along like a motherfucker. It does. I mean, this Absolutely. this pace is tight. Yeah, it is good. Okay, title mate. Uh, so yeah, title mate. So yeah, so this uh, guys, uh, another fantastic week. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Okay, uh, let's start with Scott. Scott, who? Are you? Where can people find you? Sure, Scott Menzel. You can find me at WeLiveEntertainment.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the other Scott M. And you can find me on Black Hollywood Live every Sunday at 5 p.m. with Carla Renata. And the show's called Black Tomatoes. And Dimitri. Hey, Dimitri. You can find me on Anatomy of a Movie. If you love movies and breaking them down and dissecting, please check us out. We're on later today. Uh, And you can support me on Twitter at DMovies1701. And I appreciate being here with you folks again. I had so much fun talking movies. Like, this is really, like, this is a great way to start off a Friday so, uh, again, it's a privilege to always sit in the chair, and thank you for having me. And thank you for enduring me yes. <laughs> to the audience. And my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and there's a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, feel free to contact <laughs> me on that. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, tell everybody you can about this show. Really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you in the comments. Keep it nice and friendly. We do appreciate that. And then a really important point, very finally, someone says, uh, how does Sam Neill and Nora Dern not come back for the next one? In fucking Dee Dee. Yeah. <laughs> and more Jeff Goldblum. We'll see you next more, week. Have a great one, everybody. More Goldblum. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.